Hey guys, <clears throat> Sean here, Drylander Podcast. So, I've learned some things with this uh, Spotify app. One is you cannot close it until your episode you just recorded has finished uh, saving. <clears throat> it does not continue to save once you close the app. It just deletes the episode. So I had what I thought was a pretty stellar episode all put together that I just did and then I had to get out, do some things, and it's gone. Oh, 20 minutes of my life that you'll never hear again. So my loss, your gain. But uh, today's July 11th. Thought I'd give you guys a quick update. All that noise you hear in the background is we're finally in uh, wheat harvest. Going on close to six hours now. Uh, hope to get five loads filled before we finish, but we'll see. Humidity's rising, sun's gone down. We'll be lucky if we get this last load filled. That being said, let's back up a little bit before we get to wheat. Uh, can't remember when the last time was I talked to you guys. I'm guessing it was another rain delay. But here we are, episode 12. Probably the same number of rain delays. Uh, we, on July 2nd, yeah, that was a Sunday, we had a severe storm just kind of pop up randomly. I don't usually work Sundays. In fact, rarely will I work on a Sunday on the farm. There might be things at home I do to catch up on because that's my, you know, one day at home. During the busy season, that is. But I don't usually do anything on the farm. Well, that's not true for my dad. My dad, you know, Sunday's just another day that ends in Y. So he was out uh, running the tractor, trying to get some tillage done, trying to get the summer fallow caught up, because, you know, there was a chance for rain Sunday, and then the next day, Monday. So he was trying to get as much of the field work done as possible before that happened. Well, he had nothing but a bad day. He had a wheel bearing go out, took forever to get on there. The one he found didn't quite fit, yada, yada, yada. Lost about two and a half, three hours in the process. That ended up being the difference in finishing the field he was on versus getting caught in the rain. Fast forward, though, you know, he sends me a picture. Hey, it's getting kind of dark. I said, yeah, I kind of noticed that from here at the house, but it's going to go east of us, isn't it? He said, well, I don't know. And he's like, I'll make another round. Well, he didn't fully make another round. He had to pull the sweeps out of the ground, book it to the end, fold it up, boogie down the trail road. Well, the storm caught up with him. And it just poured and poured and poured there at the shop. I mean, Dad showed me pictures. Things just disappeared. And I'm like, well, okay, that's happening up where you're at, Dad. But down here at the house, all we hear is the rumble, which is never a good thing. The rumble, and it looks like it's going east, you know, into Kansas. Not so fast, my friends. Not so fast. Instead, it built up over us and then started back building. Well, that's never good, especially when it rumbled the way that it rumbled. We uh, ended up getting some pretty severe hail. We didn't find out about this till yesterday, but some pretty severe hail on the western reaches of our farm. So bad that we lost three full quarters of wheat and then about half of two other quarters. So roughly four quarters out of 13 and a half quarters gone. We had corn that got roughed up, 
which most of that field's going to be fine. Dad said the north end of it that he could see there weren't wasn't very many leaves left at all, so he's not sure how well that one's going to recover. The uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the Milo that was back there, it got you know beat up pretty good too. It's now about half a stand. It wasn't a great stand to begin with, now it's half a stand, but it's way too late to even think about replanting it because in our neck of the woods, we can't find a short enough season Milo that will mature in time if we were to replant today. And we can't replant it today because we're actually replanting some millet that got, that had issues planting. So we're not going to worry about the Milo, it is what it is, we're looking into some options that might give us a big ROI, you know, going forward. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Might end up doing a whole lot of nothing and just let it play out. We've already spent a ton of money this year that I didn't intend to spend because of other things that have happened. So, yeah, it is just, it is what it is. <clears throat> Most of the corn got the leaves ripped up north of the highway, but not as bad as we feared. It's all coming out of it. In fact, the two fields north of the highway, they're probably a week, two weeks tops from tasseling. The one field that didn't get touched at all, it looks phenomenal. I really hope it continues. All the stuff we have has good subsoil moisture. So it shouldn't stress from here to the end of harvest. Now, does that mean it will stress? Yeah, there's a chance, you know, if the tap were to shut off, which it's not supposed to, but if it were to, then, uh, yeah, it could stress. I'm not going to lie. But today is Tuesday. We have good chances of rain Thursday, Friday, Sunday, and Monday. By good, I mean right now they are greater than 45% chances each of those four days. Now, does that mean we're going to get a lot of rain or a severe storm? I don't know. That's too far in advance for us to really know or care about. But it is on the radar. We are cutting wheat today, so we're going to get as much done between now and then. That's that's going to be our focus. You know, in the morning when it's too humid, if it's not foggy, I'm going to go try to do some spraying on whatever I can get the sprayer across. Otherwise, as soon as it's dry enough that we can get the wheat out of the head, the combines are going to be rolling because we want to get as much wheat cut as we possibly can before the next round of rain comes. Because this stuff is getting weedy, and weedy wheat is wet. Wet wheat, elevator does not like. So as long as we can cut it and they'll take it, full steam ahead. Uh, all this, though, got me really down on the whole wheat factor again, you know, because I despise wheat. I hate how it ties up the ground for, you know, 17 to 19 months. No income possibility. You can do all this work. Almost to the finish line. Literally, we were a week away, and boom, lose it really pisses you off. Sorry, there's no other way to say it. On top of that, this year, uh, and you guys are like, why don't you buy hail insurance? Well, I've never had much luck with hail insurance. And maybe that's because I don't do it properly. I don't know. There's really a proper way to do hail insurance. I don't know. But the two times that I can remember I've done it, I spent a whole lot of money, got nothing in return. So I don't know. And this year I probably should have done it because I did enterprise units. And I've never done enterprise units before until this year. <clears throat> so, learning experience. You know, the two and a half quarters I have left of my own wheat could potentially still out yield the guarantee on the enterprise units of the four quarters at the highest level. It's possible. 
one of those quarters looks pretty darn good. Um, the other one's going to be fair, you know, probably 25, 35, somewhere in that range. The one that looks pretty good could still surprise us and make 50. Not going to lie. It could. However, all of our wheat from one end of the farm to the other has a whole bunch of shatter loss. I got me some flashers. I kind of forgot about that because you don't notice them in the daytime. But apparently, when I get the three-fourths full on this combine, the hazards, not the hazards, but the strobe lights go off. That's kind of cool. Anyway, <clears throat> so we have a lot of shatter loss. What that shatter loss really amounts to... Dad, figured it out. Hold on. Farming in action. Alright, good job. But, uh, we haven't even, like, you know, hopped out, done the whole, you know, measurement, all that stuff. And I had to guess, we probably have between two and five bushels on the ground, though. And some of you might be like, why are you freaking out about that? I'm not really freaking out about it. It's just disheartening to see it on the ground, you know? Um, if it's going to come on the ground, I'd rather it come out of the back of the car. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <clears throat> hey, I don't have an auger light. What's up with that? Talk to my uh, my electrician. Anyway, oh, I think I'm way too close. This is probably a bad idea without a light. Nope, we got it figured out. Good to roll, guys. Good to roll. Um. So anyway, you know, going on and on about it, down you know, on the wheat, getting my crying panties out. And, you know, then I get to thinking about this conversation that I had with this guy on Twitter one time. Because I was, you know, telling him about how much I hate wheat. And he said, simple, dude, just plant. Um, yeah, simple, right? It was simple. Just plant everything to millet and uh, corn. <clears throat> and I'm like, uh, no, there's no way I'm doing you know, roughly 3,400 acres of corn and millet every year. Not happening. That That's just, that's a bad idea is what that is. And uh, he's like, no, 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 you're not listening. Go ahead and do your fallow. But then instead of wheat, have millet. And then have corn or corn and milo, you know, whatever. But uh, don't just, you know, just cut the wheat out altogether. Same same setup, basically, except for you will uh, not have to worry about cutting wheat that you hate. And at first, I couldn't get my mind wrapped around it. Really, I couldn't. You guys are probably like, gee, Sean, this isn't that hard to wrap your mind around. <clears throat> well, sometimes Sean is slow, okay? It's just, you know, I'm slow. But, uh, hold up. Hold up. Um... Where was I going with all this? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> he was like, you know, for example, you have your millet that you're going to fallow. So let's say 22's millet would get fallowed in 23, and then 24, that would get planted to corn. <clears throat> okay. You're still working on a 17 to... 19 months of no income on those acres. Um, 
still working on the same, you know, no income on that third of your acres. Your fallowed millet becomes your corn. Your corn becomes your millet. And away you go, you know? <clears throat> or your millet and your milo, whatever. And it really got me thinking, you know? There's, there's probably some good truth to that. And really something that's pretty viable. Uh, after I did the one episode and all the other talking I've had to do today on the radio, my throat's a little parched. So I apologize. But, uh... Oh, shoot. Pushed the wrong button. There we go. But it, it did make me wonder... Now that I've been thinking, you know, more and more about, uh, am I on the right path going forward, you know, with employees and equipment and all this other stuff. And it got me really wondering, and this is why I know I keep saying that, but okay. Let's say we abandoned our own weed acres altogether. Just went crazy with this idea. Which is probably a bad idea. Because <clears throat> it backloads everything into fall harvest. Where I have no help. But let's dissect this. Okay, right now we have about 70... 200 acres. 73, something like that, acres that we farm. There's a possibility some of that disappears in the next three years. Just, it's a full possibility. Landlords are getting older. Did you start in the back of the truck or the front? Hold up. It doesn't matter, we're going to fill the whole thing, so just pick a hopper and go. Some of you guys are probably cringing at that. Out here, we fill it end to end. Anyway, um... The thing we're out to look at in the morning is, uh... Some of those, my auger light doesn't want to turn on, the code's popping up. I don't know what it is. Yeah, same here. We'll have to check our wiring. Woohoo! Okay. See, I don't, I don't know if I can edit all this stuff out. I'm sure there's a way. Just like, there has to be. I just don't know if I can do it through the Spotify app or not. Hold on! Don't leave me! So I gotta steer. Gotta get lined back up on the longer run. You guys are probably like, dude, why are you podcasting while you're trying to drive? Because what else would I do, right? Anyway, um... Hold up. You know, if you flip your uh, turn signal on to the left, you should get a side light anyway to help you see a little bit. Um... Where was I at? Oh, landlords getting older, no idea what their their plans for succession, plan for their kids and whatnot. They might decide, you know, to toss everything aside, just take the money. No idea. Anyway, <clears throat> we uh, good night, Nelly. This is gonna be the worst podcast ever. If Rotten Tomatoes gave ratings, mine would be one of the higher ratings. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Let's use easy math. Because Sean likes easy math, okay? My simple mind likes easy math. 
So let's say I had 6,000 acres, which I know that does not equate to full quarters. Let's just say I had 6,000 acres. So, you know, if I got 2,000 acres of fallow that I'm either spraying or plowing or a combination, probably spraying in this instance, so I'd have to be Johnny on the spot with spraying. Um, then that means you've got 2,000 acres of millet growing, 2,000 acres of corn, or double team milo. Because we can't go regular milo. <clears throat> I guess we could. Because the millet is going into whatever crop that is. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, let's just use the corn. It's, it's simple. Simple, simple, simple. So if we had, you know, 2,000 acres of corn, 2,000 acres of millet, 2,000 acres of fallow. Yes, that means I have 4,000 acres of fall crops total. Hold on, Sean's doing math in his head. Well, it's still the same amount of acres I'd cut no matter what. So yeah, that, that part's not going to change. The acres cut really isn't going to change. Because even if that was a regular rotation, well, I'd have 2,000 acres of fallow, I'd have 2,000 acres in wheat, and I'd have 2,000 acres split between corn and millet, or all corn, or whatever. <clears throat> so really, acres harvested aren't really changing in this scenario. It's just they're all in the fall now. <clears throat> um, and you're like, well, how does this help you with your help situation? Because all your help is in the summer. Yeah, it is. And uh, I'm not saying it'd be ideal, but my mind, my simple mind, says, well, if I'm not growing wheat, I don't really need to have two combines. You know? Because it's just going to be me, or maybe me and one other person in the fall anyway, so why do I need two combines? When one's just gonna sit most of the time anyway. Okay, you know, valid point, valid point. So, uh, how are you gonna, you still got the rest of the stuff, you know, so fine, you don't have two combines, but you're still gonna have two semis. Yeah, you still have a grant card? Probably. Um, you still have to have a corn head in this scenario. True. Um, so if I really wanted to save money, I'd go to Milo, Double Team Milo, where I could use the Draper head, and I'd use Spodnum, and it would work like a charm for once, and I could straight cut the millet, and I'd only have the one header, I wouldn't have to have a swather, I could have the one drill, no need for a planter, the two semis, maybe the grain cart, maybe not, a sprayer, Probably I'd still keep two tractors on hand, and you'd be like, why? Well, because if one goes down, you're up you know, a creek without a paddle. So they might not have to be both the same quality of tractor, but you could have a higher hour backup one, so to speak. I don't know. Maybe that just seems foolish. Um, so I don't know. You know, I really need to put pen to paper to this bad thought and see just how we come out on it, you know? And yes, this sounds like a long way of Sean trying to avoid hiring someone, and you're right, because it is. But I'm also trying to think of where my best use, 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 what's the best ROI situation for this farm? And I really don't have an answer right now. 
You know, Dad's on his way out, unfortunately. Uh, that means lying chair of getting things done is now in my lap. Dad straight up told me, you know, the other day, he's like, hey, you know, don't count on me next summer. His wife rolled her eyes and was like, yeah, right, he's still going to help. But Dad's just like, no, you know, he just lost his brother, lost his sister, you know, a few years ago. He's 72? I might be aging him. I don't know. You know, he knows there's no guarantee for tomorrow, especially at his age. And his family's not known for their longevity. I guess his mom was, but his dad, his siblings, none of them were. So he's probably like, you know, I want to get some things done while I can still get them done. And sorry, I farmed as much as I want to farm. Go for it, man. And I understand that, you know, I'm not begrudging him any of that. Um, I just, I got a lot of things to put down on paper to kind of cash flow, play out scenarios. Some, some more immediate ones that I got to figure out is equipment, you know, because after this year, really after this wheat harvest, dad doesn't need any equipment. In fact, he has no reason to keep owning equipment. Um, he'd really like me to buy it all. And, you know, before the hailstorm, I was like, you know, that's probably a very valuable opportunity coming up. At the same time, I got some ground from a cousin that I really want to buy. Uh, let's see what else is going on. That, those are the two big things. You know, there's more ground coming up for sale. The problem is, if I buy that ground, we will be leveraged. There's no two ways about it. Unless somehow the surviving wheat does phenomenal, the price comes back up to 850, which I doubt it, and the fall crops just blow our socks off. All of which are possible, but not highly likely. So that whole little scenario I threw at you guys, I think, the other day, that's all blown up to pieces. Right now, I'm look back to looking at, can I break even, yes or no? <clears throat> and you're like, gee, Sean, why so doom and gloom after all this rain? Well, um, because it's a weird year, that's why. You know, we still have weather forecasted, good chances for rain, possibly severe, too early to know yet. Have a lot of wheat left to go. Have some fall crops that are now, especially the corn, Getting to that point of no return stage that they get hailed on. It's just, it'd be really nice to cut good crops this summer, you know? To get the springboard into this cycle off of, you know? And if that happens, it happens. If it doesn't, well, there's nothing I can do to stop that from happening. Um... You just, you know, like I say, it is what it is. <sighs> and before I should go too much further down this rabbit hole with you guys, I should really sit down one of these days, put it all out on paper, paper, can't talk, put it all out on some paper, an Excel spreadsheet, have like four options to look at, talk to you guys through each option, and yeah, you know, go from there. But really, I just wanted to get on here and give you guys this update because uh, the one I did before this was not so bad at ram rambling and 
interrupting, you know, with farm life, but it is what it is. So I do greatly appreciate you guys listening. It means a lot. Uh, at some point, I keep saying this and I truly mean it. We will get better at these. But until then, sorry, you got to put up with this uh, quality podcast the way it is. But I hope you get enjoyment out of it. You know, like I said, for me so far, it's been more of putting my thoughts down, come back to you later, go. Gee, that was a dumb idea. But, you know, we'll just see where it takes us. Still haven't got a good microphone yet, but we will someday. Until then, talk to you guys later.